gather here on Zoom on a wild and wet Sunday morning. At least that's the weather here in London in November 2020. I wonder what the weather is like where you are. For our world is a big place, isn't it? With different hemispheres, varied weather and terrain. And it's home to a population of some 7.8 billion people on a planet we share with some 8.7 million different species of other living beings. We are truly not alone. Yet we are unique, aren't we? Each and every one of us bringing our own particular version of this human life story to this time and this place. And so I welcome you here to this gathered community of Kensington Unitarians. I'm Sarah Tinker and I'll be leading this 40 minutes or so of Earth Celebration, along with technical support from Jane and Janine, a reading from John, 
some great images and a beautiful video from the Hannah Bryan Choir. Kensington Unitarians is a community that celebrates diversity, that encourages independence of thought and supports us all in being truly ourselves. And here we also remind ourselves of our interdependence, that our journeys through life affect the lives of others and are shaped by the circumstances into which we are born. If you're visiting us here today, well, please make yourself comfortable. We're always glad to see one another's faces, but it's fine to switch your camera off and to uh, rest back if you'd rather. Just join in at a level that works for you. And let me also welcome anyone who's accessing this uh, gathering by video sometime in the future. I hope you'll find something here that speaks to you today and to what's going on in your life at this moment. So let's all take a moment, a conscious breath, and acknowledge our arrival here at this time and this space. Acknowledging our yearning for times of reflection and calm, opportunities to ponder upon the living of our lives, chance to wrestle with the deep issues of our times and to strengthen our sense of connectedness with something that is greater than us all. Today's service celebrates and explores our relationship with the earth on which we live. And so this chalice is lit, connecting us as it does with Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities the world over. But today it's especially lit for our beautiful, spinning blue-green earth home. And this chalice is lit for all peoples of the world. And this flame is kindled for all the creatures of the earth and the waters and the skies. May each of us find some gratitude in our hearts for our, the marvel that is life on earth. As I call on the divine spirit of life and love to be with us now and to guide us now and always that, so that we move forward with clarity and purpose, individually and collectively. Acknowledging that we each of us have our own unique path to walk in life, our own talents to express, as well as our own challenges to deal with along the way. We have our flaws and our weaknesses, as well as our glories and our delights and we share the paths we walk upon with the whole of creation. And we're painfully aware of the problems our world faces today. Overpopulation, decimated landscapes, overuse of finite resources, and the damage of climate change. Problems so large that 
it's sometimes easier to shrug our shoulders and think there is nothing individually we can do. Or may we be the people who don't shrug our shoulders, who don't ignore the signs. May we be the people who do something, however small, but do something that will help us to sustain life and life of a good quality for all here on our dear planet Earth. Here where we all live the only life we know. Oh, may we be the people who encourage one another to share what we have and to enjoy the simple pleasures of life without the need to consume endlessly. May we be the people who know that we have enough, more than enough, to live well. And so let us pray for our world, for our beautiful planet, spinning in space. Our home that contains such richness and diversity. Endless sources of wonder and pleasure. And I invite you now to think of, of some of the world's struggling communities and environments. Places of warfare or civil strife, perhaps, or places of environmental degradation, or areas where fear and confusion rule. Or let us think of these places in a few moments of shared silence and know that there is always a possibility for change and improvement and that by our care and concern and positive action, we can make a difference. May our actions be for the good. And to that aspiration, let us say, Amen. So may it be. So I'm going to uh, hand over to John Humphreys now for a reading. It's called The Pale Blue Dot by Carl Sagan. And it's um, going to be with an accompanying image loaned to us by NASA. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you've ever heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, 
ideologies and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic area. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings, how eager they are to kill one another, how fervent their hatreds. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph, they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that our privilege, that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit, yes. Settle, not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with, with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. Thank you, John. Thank you so much for that. That's one of my favorite readings. In a moment, we're going to share another picture of the Earth taken from space. And um, above that picture, on top of it, there are some printed words that I'm going to invite us to speak in unison 
I suggest I'll start each line and invite you, still muted, to um, speak the words in bold. This prayer, this prayer called Earth Teachers, it comes from the Ute tradition in North America, the tribe whose name was used for the state of Utah. Um, this reading will take us into a time of meditation, so you might want to get yourselves comfortable now as we'll hold a couple of minutes in silence after the shared reading, and then we'll be showing a video from the Hannah Bryan Choir. When we're not in lockdown, one of Hannah's choirs, Kensington Singers, meets in our church. And uh, it's lovely to see a few faces I know in this video, including our dear Sonia. In our invitation email for today's service, we suggested that you bring something of the earth with you. Um, and if you did, you might want to have that with you in this time of meditation now. Or simply be aware of this image of the earth um, in front of us on our screens. Or maybe you have a favourite tree that you're aware of outside your home or a, a favourite houseplant or pet. Or maybe those autumn leaves that are falling now in London outside there on the pavements. Or the sound of the rain and the wind. Let's all feel our connection with the earth as we say together the title of this reading on our screens. Earth, teach us. Earth, teach us stillness as the grasses are stilled with light. Earth, teach us suffering as old stones suffer with memory. Earth, teach us humility as blossoms are humble with beginning. Earth, teach us caring, as the mother who secures her young. Earth, teach us courage, as the tree which stands all alone. Earth, teach us limitation, as the ant which crawls on the ground. Earth, teach us freedom, as the eagle which soars in the sky. Earth teaches resignation as the leaves which fall in the autumn. Earth teaches regeneration as the seed which rises in the spring. Earth teaches to forget ourselves as melted snow forgets its life. Earth teaches to remember kindness as dry fields weep for the joy of rain. Let's hold the silence together now.
A big thank you to the Hannah Bryan singers um, for that wonderful uh, song and video. Lovely. Do you know, I've, I've realised I've realized this weekend that it's, it's never too late to fall out of love with something. And this has been, for me, um, a quite long and passionate relationship. Well has been on my side do you know it started when I was four and for some reason which I now suspect had to do with um, childcare issues in a busy family I was sent to school and put in a class with older children my nursery was on the ground floor 
Uh, but every afternoon I had to climb the stairs to the big classrooms and join the big children. And I was both scared and fascinated by the children and by the classroom. And in the corner of that classroom was an enormous globe that could spin round if he dared to touch it. Marvellous. And I have been appreciating globes ever since. I even have an inflatable globe, which I'm now rather disappointed to realise isn't as special as uh, John and Pat's um, light that, that glows from within. When, when I blew up this globe um, a few days ago to check that it was going to be okay for this service, I looked carefully at it and my heart sank a little because I noticed for the first time that a globe like this shows at least a little of what we humans have done to the earth. We've divided it up into separate sections with different colours. We've put barriers up that, that stop people moving around. If my globe was big enough and accurate enough, it would show how we've hoarded water so only some people can access it. So that's it. My love affair with globes, it's over. But my love for the earth, well, that gets deeper all the time. I wonder how you'd describe your relationship with our planet Earth home. We've used two photo images today taken of the Earth from space. Many of us know these images, yet isn't it fascinating to think that it's still only a few hundred people that have actually seen the Earth from space in real life. Some of those astronauts have um, spoken of it as a life-changing moment a perspective-shifting experience, a cognitive change that induced awe and wonder as they contemplated the size and the colour of our planet in relation to the cosmos in which we spin. Michael Collins piloted the command module on the Apollo 11 mission when astronauts first landed on the moon. Afterwards, he wrote of seeing the Earth from space. The thing that really surprised me was that the Earth projected an air of fragility. And why? I don't know. I don't know to this day. I had a feeling that it, it's tiny, it's shiny, it's beautiful, it's home, and it's fragile. Words from Michael Collins, astronaut. I reckon that these images of our planet are a vital uh, part of raising environmental awareness because if we know what a remarkable planet this uh, Earth is, then perhaps we humans can work together to protect it. Let's hope so. And let's do the little we can to raise awareness and to adjust our own lifestyles to harm Earth less by our presence. So I'm just going to suggest three ways of being in this world that can help our awareness, uh, raise our awareness. And those are paying attention, giving thanks, and pondering life's mysteries. And just by chance, for each of these, there is a Kensington Unitarians activity to help you. The theme for our heart and soul gatherings um, this very week is paying attention. And if you've not attended Heart and Soul, created by our very own Jane Blackall, 
it's a contemplative spiritual gathering in which we can take time to reflect on life in the good company of others. These small groups, they help us connect with one another and go a little deeper. Each week, a chosen theme guides us to consider life through a different lens. Here's one of the quotations for this week. These words are from Episcopalian priest and spiritual writer, Barbara Brown Taylor, telling us the value of noticing in life. She writes that paying attention requires no equipment, no special clothes, no golf green fees or personal trainers. You do not even have to be in particularly good shape. All you need is a body on this earth, willing to notice where it is, trusting that something as small as a hazelnut can become an altar in this world. Words from Barbara Brown Taylor. And of course we can pay attention on our own, can't we? But there is something special about paying attention with others, for we can share our unique perspectives one with another and thereby widen our vistas. And the second awareness raising suggestion is for us to give thanks, to develop, if you like, our gratitude muscles, to strengthen our sense of good fortune for the gift of life we possess. And we all know that it's a lot easier to feel grateful when we're feeling safe, secure, sure of ourselves, happy. A lot of people are experiencing stress and we must acknowledge that. And yet even then, we could share the sometimes hidden truth that even in the direst of circumstances, finding something for which we can feel grateful can help us endure, can lift our spirits and our sense of hope. I'm grateful to whoever it was in one of the dark times of my own life. They suggested that I wrote three things that I was grateful for at the end of each day. And when I reported back to them that I was starting to feel a glimmer of hope, they said, great, now write down 10 things that you're grateful for each day. We Kensington Unitarians have helped form a West London Green Spirit Group, which combines environmental and spiritual approaches. And you know, our seasonal celebrations, they're really helping me express my gratitude for life here on earth. I'm noticing things more. And my third suggestion is to ponder life's mysteries, for surely there are many. We humans sometimes think we're so clever, don't we? And yet there is so much that we still don't understand about our bodies, our minds, about the oceans and the earth itself. Cosmologist Brian Swim's description of the development of life on earth always makes me smile. He writes, four and a half billion years ago, the earth was a flaming molten ball of rock. Now it can sing opera. Another of his quotes I've long appreciated is, you take hydrogen gas and you leave it alone and it turns into rosebuds, giraffes and humans. If you've not had a look yet at our Kensington Unitarians WhatsApp group called Nature Carries On, well, I recommend that to you as a delightfully undemanding touch of the toe into social media as we post photos or snippets of you news about the natural world that we're noticing around us. Uh, this week, I think we've had um, battery 
operated cars. We've had a rosebud and um, uh, beautiful coloured ginkgo leaves. So three ways of being in this world, paying attention, giving thanks, pondering life's mysteries. And my love affair with globes? Well, I was going to say that it's officially over until I saw John and Pat's light, but now I'm feeling envious. But still, you know, I think I'd do better to love the earth itself and all its myriad forms. That's a lifelong love. Amen. So we have a, um, an opportunity to sing a hymn now, but if you'd rather just read the words that are going to appear on the screen soon, that's fine. Uh, thanks as always to the Unitarian Music Society who recorded this hymn, Weave a God Creator, with its expressive closing line that so connects with this gathering theme of ours today, of the interdependence of all that is. It goes, gently may we live, that fragile earth be left, love and justice joined, the fabrics warp and weft. The tune is an old French carol. It's not the tune we more often sing here in the church with these words, but it is a lovely tune. And if you like singing here on Zoom, well, blast it out because um, nobody will uh, hear you because we're all going to be muted. Thank you, Jane. So some announcements. Um, my thanks go to Jane and Janine for the professional work of hosting today and to Hannah Bryan and her choir for their music video. 
It's good to spend time with you all here today and we'll be back again for next week's gathering 10 a.m. here on Zoom where we'll be celebrating Beethoven's 400th birthday with superb music um, from Peter and Trevor and Harold and me considering what we can learn from such a great life of creativity despite adversity. Or do come along on Tuesday and join us for our coffee morning, which is starting half an hour earlier at 10 a.m. You're very welcome to join us. There may be a few places left for heart and soul. I think this evening, Sunday or Friday, contact uh, Jane about that. And do make a note of the next Green Spirit group gathering, which is on Monday, December the 21st at 3 p.m. when we're going to be celebrating the winter solstice. Again, all welcome. And a thank you. Thank you to everybody who's made a donation uh, to help our church finances keep in good shape. And thank you to all of you who are now donating by standing order. Do you know, your contributions are now showing up as a significant little sliver on our financial projections pie chart. And that makes us very happy. Thanks for helping to keep our message of love and justice joined out there in the world. So we're going to have a virtual coffee time for a chat after the service in small groups if you'd like to join us. And uh, we always like to take a photo at the end of the uh, service as soon as the music ends. So do stick around if you don't mind being in a photo. We're going to have some closing words in a moment, followed by Benji playing What a Wonderful World on his clarinet. And it's a recording from one of our services a few years ago. So I invite you to select gallery view now on your screen. Uh, so that we can all see each other for the closing words. Aren't we lovely? Look at all these people. So I've extinguished our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. And I send the light of this candle out into the world that it might bring warmth to all those who struggle this day, for whom life is tough and justice is hard to find. And may we who are gathered here today go peacefully. May we go gently with ourselves and with our world. May we take care of our precious lives and precious other people and our precious world, stopping from time to time in wonder and amazement and giving thanks. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be. Mm.